This podcast is brought to you by Amirison Business Solutions, where our mission is to leave no family behind, teach people how money works, and to eradicate financial illiteracy. Okay, everyone, this is the Think General Podcast with your host, Amir Estiron, and I'm here today with Dr. Harden Chellen. Yes, that's right. Uh, out of here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, he has a chiropractor office that's been open almost a year, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so he's, uh, for me, I've been with him for the past like, three months. Uh, no, longer than that. Longer than, yeah. It's maybe like almost six, yeah. I don't know. Seems like yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, man, to see the growth of his business yeah. and how his business has grown has been really impressive. So I brought him onto the podcast just to have him you know, relate the story. Hopefully it's of any inspiration or motivation for anyone out there to go and pursue their dreams as to see as he's pursued his, right? So, Dr. Garden, tell us a little bit about this. You know, let's just start from the very beginning. Okay, so um, I mean, I, we can go all the way back. So, I was born in South Africa, uh, moved here when I was about six years old, and uh, <clears throat> pretty much because my dad, he was a pastor, so he moved to America for him to pursue uh, church and whatnot, and he started some churches and we moved around. Uh, quite a bit. I mean, we first came to, we moved to, um, if I can remember correctly, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas. Okay. We were there for a little bit, then we ended up moving to Mobile, Alabama. And then from Mobile, we moved back to Kansas, but this time in Overland Park. Okay. And then at that time, I was probably maybe 12. And then from Overland Park, Kansas, we moved to Texas. And then we pretty much have stayed in Texas, specifically Plano. That's where we used to live okay. for the most part. So I pretty much grew up in Texas. And, um, <clears throat> you know, even coming to the country, uh, we did have some like rough spots as far as like immigration stuff going on because um, for a while I couldn't work, you know, couldn't drive, couldn't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because when we came to America, we came on a religious uh, visa. And so when 9-11 happened, uh, you know, the government pretty much shut down everything. And the way that the bombing that took place, the guy, I guess, who came was on the same visa. So our visa actually like expired and um, we tried to renew it and renew it and renew it. And they kept denying it. Um, So we were kind of stuck for a little bit. Um, But eventually uh, we got good attorneys and then. Um, we reapplied and reapplied and did everything the legal way, you know. Okay. Um, and then we finally got we got through, and uh, now you know I'm a U.S. citizen, which is great, you know. Um, so, and I've been a U.S. citizen now for probably about I don't know six six years or so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of that story. And then as you know, as I went through school and things like that, 
you know, the biggest thing I was just trying to figure out is like, what am I going to do? You know, um, because at that time, with all the immigration stuff that was going on, it kind of seemed like my future was like, on a pause, if that makes sense, because I couldn't work and do all that stuff. So I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I supposed to do? But eventually, once things got cleared up, um, I started pursuing dentistry. And so that's for whatever reason, I don't even know why I was going that way. Um, but I was just kind of just drawn to dentistry and it probably started in high school when I was taking just the, there was like this little medical course that they had okay. and I guess dentistry piqued my interest and I went to like this, um, it was like a, uh, how would you, it was a competition kind of where you go take a test and see who can play the place the highest or whatever. And I did pretty well on that. And it was my specific topic was dentistry, the okay. teeth and things. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll just, you know, end up pursuing this way. And so ever since when I graduated, you know, high school in college, I was just basically taking prereqs to get into dentistry school. That was, that's what I was doing. And I took, I went to community college and I was trying to take as many classes as I possibly could because it was so cheap, you know, in community college, community college versus a uh, university. <clears throat> so I got all my prereqs done and uh, I actually got into Baylor. And I was, you know, going to transfer over there. And then all of a sudden I, I started getting, you know, really, really bad headaches. So my parents, you know, they were seeing a chiropractor at that time every now and then. And um, they were like, hey, you know, why don't you just go check him out, see what he can do for you. Um, so I went there and uh, I got adjusted, I think probably like twice. And I never really had a headache again after that. And the headaches I was getting was really, really bad to the point where like I couldn't work out and do things like that. So, um, so I got adjusted and that kind of blew me away, you know, no medication, no nothing. It was just, you know, two adjustments and it was gone. So I was talking to the doctor then, he was telling me about a school in Dallas and then I just went and checked out the school, you know, and then I transferred everything over and just got started in chiropractic school. And thankfully it was the same prereqs, you know, as dentistry school to get into chiropractic school. So that was great. And not knowing much about chiropractic at that time I, you know i just started and transferred everything over and the more and more i got into the program the more and more i really liked uh chiropractic and what it was all about um and yeah that's how that's pretty much how i got started um and then you know after i graduated and whatnot you know i kind of knew how i wanted to practice and i was very thankful because when i graduated i had a job like the next day and uh, I was in a high volume practice. So, I mean, they were seeing probably, you know, I don't know, 80 to 100 patients, you know, a day maybe. Do you, um, do you, uh, do you think, looking back at that, do you think you should have probably, did that help you going into a high volume chiropractor? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, it, a lot of the, a lot of my colleagues didn't have the opportunity to work for such high volume practices. And so that's when, you know, even though I was a chiropractor when I graduated, I mean, my skills were not like that great as far as adjustments, because with adjustments, it's a skill, it's an art, you know, and it takes time to really, really get better at it. The more people you adjust, the better you get. And so when I was in that environment, that's how I really, really got good. Um, as far as adjusting and then just seeing different types of cases because in school you learn things that are just textbook, you know Everything is oh, this is what this looks like. This is what this looks like. I quickly learned in real life It's not like that. You know, it's completely different. You might have one thing from one one textbook one thing from another textbook You know, it's never just picture-perfect 
So being in those, you know, high volume practices, uh, it really helped craft my skills, you know, and I became very confident in adjusting things like that. And after I left that place, I also went into uh, pretty much, it was just personal injuries, so car accidents, things like that. That was another high volume, but that was even more high volume than the one I was at before. Um, and I wanted that experience because personal injury, it's, it's kind of like a whole different ball game. You know, there's certain things you can and can't do. And, you know, you got to work with attorneys and whatnot. So I, I knew I needed that. If I was ever going to start my practice, I needed that exposure. Okay. Um, so I, I did that for a little bit. And then after that, I uh, went to another practice who they saw pretty much everybody. They, they did personal injury. They did like families too. Uh, and originally my game plan was to open up my own practice after two years okay. that was the game plan but once i hit that two-year mark i just did not feel confident at all and um so i mean what what made you because if you're at two you know you know two high volume practice what mm-hmm. still hindered you from you know really going forward? starting your own yeah I don't know, man. It was just, I just didn't feel confident. Like I was really good at adjusting. I just didn't feel like I could own my own practice. Like as I felt like there was a lot of things I wasn't seeing in the background as far as, cause in these, in these businesses that I worked at, I didn't get to see the background of it. I didn't see get to see like the skeleton of it, if you will, like how things were running. It was just me there as a doctor, just practicing, just adjusting and whatnot, you know? So I didn't get to see the behind picture cause in school they teach you very slim amount um of business you know and that's pretty much why most chiropractors fail is because they don't have a good business model they don't know what they're doing um even though they might be great adjusters you know um you still gotta know how to run a business because you're a businessman first <laughs> i believe you know uh, and then chiropractor after that um so because if you don't if you don't know how to run your business you're not gonna survive yeah. you know um so the, the last place that i worked at before i opened up my practice that's where I gained the most confidence. Uh, and the reason why is because um, I was a lot more in depth in that clinic. So when patients would come in, I would kind of walk them through the whole process and, you know, we would do care plans and things like that. And I knew how to talk to them better. I knew how to, you know, get them to sign up for care, things like that, you know, because there is a little bit of sales to it, you know, as far as chiropractic, because I have to kind of explain to you the value of it. Because chiropractic is not considered an emergency type care, if you know what I mean. Uh, you make a choice on whether you want to do it or not. Um, so being in that environment for two years, that's when I really started to become confident in me saying, man, I could probably, I could do this now, you know. And so after, so that had, now it had been four years since I've been out of school. Okay. Um, and then once I... Plus, at that the place that I was working at, you know, they uh, I was work, I was working a lot. I was a lot because they were pretty high volume as well, and I was getting exhausted. Um, and I always knew the goal. Even when I was in school, I knew the game plan was to start my own practice. I just that was my goal. That's what I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I just didn't know how to get there, you know. Um, so once I started to get to the point where I really started to realize, hey, I'm, I'm getting slowly getting ready and getting better at this, more confident, whatever. Um, I pretty much just applied for the loans that I needed, which was another, you know, hurdle as well. 
and uh, eventually got those, and then I just hit the ground running after that. What made you, what, like, going through all that, what made you, you know, going through the hurdles, mm -hmm. what kept you afloat? Um, man, just really, you know, support, you know, my wife, and just being, I'm a very goal-oriented person, okay. um, so when I have a goal, like, I'm very aggressive about it. I'll do whatever I can to hit that goal. Um, so that was pretty much it because I knew if I didn't start it, like I would never know, you know, if I would be good at this or not, or if I would be able to survive or not. And, you know, once I was able to accomplish, once I hit those different hurdles, you know, you know, I knew it was, it was, you know, good. And even, even before I got the loan, you know, I tried previous, like, I think I tried a year before that to try to do it, you know, because I was ready by that time and I couldn't even get the loan you know, to start my own business. Um, because the business loans that they wanted you to get, you had to have business credit, you know, and I didn't even have my business yet. So it's like, it's like a never ending cycle. And I had that, once I found out I couldn't get a business loan from that point, which is a year before um, I got my official loans, okay. I saved up a bunch of money just working. I just saved, 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 saved. And um, because I was gonna put down capital, you know, uh, or not capital, um, collateral, okay. collateral, yeah, to get help get the loan, you know, uh, and I had a game plan ready. And I mean, there was a it was a lot of different things I was doing just to prepare myself. I was even looking into management groups because in chiropractic, just like usually with any doctor, um, from what I've talked to people, other doctors about, there are multiple management companies out there that there's management companies for dentists and medical doctors and chiropractors. And I was going through, I probably went through maybe three or four different management groups, just trying to figure out how to do this, you know, yeah. because I know with the management groups, they want you to do specific things. They know how to get you started. They've done it before, okay. but unfortunately you gotta pay the money you know, every month to do all that stuff. So you never had a mentor? Um, not really, man. I, so what, what happened was with these different management groups, um, I went through, let's see, probably, yeah, about three or four. One of them, it was just like the way they were set up is just only adjustments. As small as you can get it, the less overhead, the better. You could start up in a, I don't know, 400 square foot room you oh, know okay. it was kind of like that right and I knew that wouldn't fit me because like I knew how I wanted my practice I knew what therapies I wanted to do I knew exactly how I wanted to treat people so that business model didn't really work for me um, and then I went to another business model which was um, uh, it was good too they were a little old school on how they're how they were doing things, but they were the ones trying to help me get the loan as well. Okay. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't help me. Um, and plus on top of that, they wanted me to sign a contract for like five years and I pay them, you know, monthly. And if I didn't, like, let's say after two years, I wanted to break away from the, the company, I would have to pay the rest of the three years to them. Oh, right. So I was like, <laughs> shit. I was like, nah. <laughs> so I got away from that, right? Okay. And I've been, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so now I was looking and looking for other management groups because I really felt like I needed a crutch. I needed somebody to kind of walk me through things because I wasn't there yet, you know? And then 
I found another management group and I really thought this was the way, you know, to go. And um, so I was talking to them and <laughs> it's so crazy, man, because like I'm a very organized person. Like if you're gonna, you know, tell me, hey, uh, we have an interview set up at this time. We're gonna talk about things. Like yeah. I'm, I'm prepared to be there on time, you know? Every single time, like I was supposed to have, it was a phone interview. I was supposed to talk to this guy. He would like, he would be late, he would forget. And I'm just like, and he's a doctor too, you know? And I'm just like, you know, if you guys can't even be on time to, you know, take our calls and things like that, what makes you think like, you're gonna help me start a business? On top of that, they wanted me to move uh, from where I was at to a different location where there wasn't many chiropractors. Still in in Texas, but like it was like 30 to 45 minutes away and my whole mentality is, you know, that's not necessary. Like you could, I could literally open up. I always believe this, that you could open up anywhere next to a chiropractor if you wanted to. And there'll still be enough patients, you know, to go around, you know, because there's a very little percentage of the population that are under chiropractic care, you know. Uh, So I didn't believe that me moving to another city, moving my whole family to another city was going to make me successful. Like, I just didn't think that, you know, but that's what they wanted you to do because they wanted you to go after like manufacturing jobs, like people who work in factories and things like that. So that was their biggest motivation of finding a city that makes sense, you know. So it it was not, it would not been that family, it was more too business, too businessy. It, it was, I don't know, man. It would have just been a different clientele. And I ended up, either way, I ended up just leaving them because it just, and I had signed a contract. They didn't have like a big contract. It was like month to month with them. But I got out in the first month just because I couldn't do it. And, uh, I didn't have any issues getting out, but I was thankful I got out of that one because I just didn't feel comfortable with it. Especially the fact that dude, you couldn't even you know, be on time to a phone call, you yeah. know, <laughs> Jeez, and you want me to, you want to help me start my business, you know, and plus they were really old school. Like they wanted me to go door to door to, uh, get patients and things like that. I was like, <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. Door to door, man. Real old school types of things. And I'm just, I just don't believe in this day and age. That's not necessary. You know, you don't see doctors going to people's houses, like asking them to come to their practice. If someone did that to me, I'd probably be like, oh, I don't think so. You know, Uh, it would turn me off basically if I saw something like that happen. I mean, how how have you seen the chiropractic industry since you've been there? How have you seen it change? Um, I mean, honestly, man, like, I I really, I I, kind of just, focus on me honestly like it's hard to say you know how the chiropractic industry has changed maybe i need to be more involved but um you know i have there's a lot of um like a a lot of chiropractors especially with social media are doing a lot of things to grab attention you know by doing um like crazy adjustments you know things like that to to make it look shocking you know there's a bunch of chiropractors on youtube that are just cracking people and making, you know, noises and things like that and not really doing much, you know, because chiropractic is a lot more than just cracking and popping. Yeah. And um, I kind of don't like it in the fact that because it puts chiropractic in a, a different, it shows them in a different way. Like a crack is associated with less pain, if that makes sense. Like, you know, oh, I'm just going to go to chiropractic and get cracked. You know, that's not what chiropractic is about. 
Um, but these guys that are, the good thing that they're doing is that they're getting in front of millions of people and people are seeing it and wondering more about chiropractic, which is a good thing. You know, people want to get adjusted and feel better. But chiropractic is a lot more than that. And that's what they, that's the only thing I didn't really, I don't really like about the way chiropractic is going. And there's some chiropractors who don't even adjust, you know, they just do like soft tissue stuff. And I mean, I don't know, man, it's just many chiropractors do different things, but I've always believed that with chiropractic, you're a chiropractor first. So you have to adjust, which is basically, you know, putting the bones in alignment. If you're not even adjusting, what are you, you know, a physical therapist, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost like that thin line. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, um, like I'm a part of different chiropractic groups that, you know, just on like Facebook and stuff. And a lot of them don't like, you know, all that social media, like YouTube videos and stuff like that. Cause it feels like exactly what I told you, like it puts a different image of chiropractic out there. That's just pain based and like uh, cracks and pops, you know, for, for views, you know what I mean? Um, but then there are some chiropractors on, on face on uh, YouTube that are doing like crazy things. Like there's people, you've probably seen a video with this guy or maybe he's like hunched over, he can't even stand up straight. It was like his little boy, you know, and it was a chiropractor and I think I believe in Australia or something who helped him walk better. Like stuff like that is what chiropractic is all about. Okay. And a lot of people see that video and they're like, oh man, I, I need to go to the chiropractor, you know? And so there, there's some good things, there's some bad things about it, but for the most part, I just focus on me and what I'm doing, you know, and making sure I'm giving the best care possible and making sure patients are getting better. Um, and I think that's why I've been successful so far, you know? Um, I mean, this first year that we opened up, it's been, if you would have told me I would have been this successful a year ago, I probably, I would never have believed it. Oh, okay. It's just because there was so much fear behind starting your own business, you know, and, um, you know, coming, I was pretty much, you know, the bread maker in my family when I was you know, working in my past job, I was real comfortable making a lot of money and leaving that, you know, when I left my job, you know, that's when reality set in a lot. There was a lot of doubt, fear, which is, I would say it's normal to yeah, experience, yeah. right? You know, you're such your own business. Um, but, you know, there was nobody supporting, you know, me and my wife, you know, besides, you know, the job that she had, but that didn't really cover, you know, most of our bills and stuff like that. So I had no crutches, I had no nothing. So I knew like I had to make this work as best as I can. There was, there was one guy who was kind of like my mentor as well. Um, which he was a, he was, I wouldn't say he was a management group. He was kind of like a, I'll say more mentor, I guess, but I was paying him a month, you know, small amount just to kind of, you know, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it was so cheap to, to pay him to help me that I couldn't say no, you know, but eventually when I was going through his little program and watching his videos and things like that, I eventually got to the point where I'm just like, man, like do this on my own like there's no magic to it yeah you know it, there's there's literally it was because everybody was because being a going through all those management companies there was one fine line and it's just there's no magic to it you just gotta get patients get them in the door and treat them that's basically it yeah. right um and the biggest thing was just having organization having a plan um and you'll be successful you know and that's the thing is just like that's the underlying theme that i in all these different management companies because everybody was saying the same thing honestly they were just all saying the same thing and i was about to pay somebody all this money for them to just tell me what i already know you know 
So I ended up leaving that guy. Um, he's still a, he's a good guy, but I just didn't see the value yeah. in what he was bringing to me. That's what sounds like. Yeah. So then I just said, you know what? Just cancel me and my membership, whatnot. And I just hit the ground running, man. And I, I take into account like all my past experiences and that's how I, how I treat, how I treat patients, you know, to the best of my abilities that I can. Yeah. And one thing, and I guess it might be my Christian values, but one thing I um, don't do is I don't let fear or I don't let fear and I don't let money dictate how I treat people. Yeah. So when it comes to money, if there's a, I mean, there's been patients who can't afford care uh, and I work out something for them and I never turn, I don't turn away anybody, no matter how much money you have. I just don't do it um, because I know if you have to get care, where else are you going to go? You know, for somebody to charge all the different types of therapies I have, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So I'd rather you come here and get better and not be stressed out about whether you're gonna, you know, make your payments. Because there's some people who can't come here because they have to pay bills. You know, not everybody's, you know, fortunate like that. So I realize that and I know that, and I always try to help as much people as I can. And I've never let, even though I have bills to pay at the end of the month, every single month. And I will say my bills, my overhead is a lot more than the average chiropractor because the average chiropractor is not doing all these therapies that I have. You know, I got x-ray, I got all these different types of things I got to pay money on, you know. But even so, I didn't let that, didn't let that affect me in charging patients, you know. So I always make sure that I treat everybody fairly. Um, there's some cases where, you know, I get people come for free, you know, because they really, really needed it and they don't have any money. Um, and no one's taken advantage of that, you know, everybody's been really genuine and I just don't let money dictate my actions. And I think that's what's allowed me to really like kind of flourish and do good is because I'm more focused on treating patients, making sure they're better and not really worried about the money. I mean. I am worried about the money. Obviously, I, I'm, not, I'm not dumb. I gotta meet yeah, the budget, right? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but I don't. That's like that's just a thought in my brain. You know, that's not my part. My number one priority. You know. Yeah, and that's good. Uh, you think right here, man. I can honestly say, you mean, from like when me and my wife started coming to you, and I was cautious about chiropractic. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you've been to. I mean, it, and this I've been to. there's good and bad in every profession you know um and so i just try to be one of the good ones because <laughs> i've had a lot of patients come to me and talk about the bad ones you know <laughs> and i'm just thankful that they came back you know because there's some patients who go and have a really bad experience uh and then don't want to ever go to a chiropractor again you know i had one patient just the other day 
she had she went to the um, she went to go see a chiropractor and he took X-rays. She came back to go over the X-rays, you know, and he just came. She told me she came in the room. He said, "You need to get checked for rheumatoid arthritis and lupus," and then just walked out the room. That was it, you know. And I was just like, "What?" It's like that's not even. It's not even good that he even said that in the first place because he just, you know, he had no blood tests, no nothing. He was just like saying stuff like that, you know. And that's not good. You can't do that. Uh, so there's definitely good and bad, you know. And that goes with any profession. So I just try to be one of the good ones. Oh man. Well, I really, really appreciate your story today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for man. sharing. Thanks for that. Uh, some new stuff too. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, you went from you wanted to be a dentist to chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was always like that. As you, you know, you're a kid, and let's say you go to college, it's always what you want to do is not what you end up Exactly, doing. exactly. So you that know. was good. And then, you know, it talks about like, fear, but not letting mm-hmm. fear dictate. Right, right, Which right. What happens to a lot of people. Right, right. And that's the biggest thing, man. It's like, I really, even three, four months into practice, I was still kind of, you know, afraid and whatnot and scared because, you know, I had to meet bills and everything like that. But once I, and this is, a, you know, kind of a religious thing, but like once I got to the point where, um, you know, I, I was going to put God first in my life, no matter what. Um, that fear thing kind of went away because what I told myself was, you know, after being three or four months in the practice, I mean, in three or four months in the practice, we were still doing, you know, pretty well, honestly. Like, there was no reason for me to be scared, you know, but it's just the fear. It's like, I started all this. I'm scared to lose all this. Yeah. But I got to the point where I just, I said, you know, you know, praying to God and whatnot. And I just said, you know, regardless if this fails or if I do really, really well, at the end of the day, I know he's still gonna protect us. He's still gonna take care of us. Yeah. And as long as I just put him first. And so what that did for me is it, it took away me holding so tight onto the business because it's like, oh, I'm holding this business so tight that I don't want, any, I don't want it to go away ever, you know? Um, so it freed up, it freed up my mind. It freed up, you know, my heart and just everything around the business so that I let God kind of dictate what happens in the future, you know? Okay. Um, and so that it gave me such a, a peace, you know? And, and don't get me wrong, like there's still moments where I, I get a little, you know, some fear might creep in and whatnot, but that's normal, that's your human, you know? But at the end of the day, I still know. All right, Doc, Doc so um, we're gonna go ahead and close out here. And you know, thanks, really thanks, you know, take you taking the time to really share your story. And hopefully that, like I said earlier in the beginning, it, you know, motivate and inspire someone. You know, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, you talked a lot about fear and how your values, you know, led you to get over your fear. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I can see, you know, the growth of your business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, when I first came in, it was like, okay, I can come in. Real quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. Wait. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's cool. It's, it's cool to see that. That's awesome. It it's cool. Hopefully, you know, that continues for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, wish you all the best. Real quick, so is there, you know, do you, is there any books or anything, anything you recommend? Man, you know, um, honestly, uh, there was the only really 
book I read about business was, um, man, it was actually Donald Trump's book. I forgot what it was called. Um, but I was just, I was just reading that for fun, you know? Um, but if I were, if I, I really didn't read any books to kind of help me. Um, but if I was to just give, you know, anybody advice on, you know, starting a business and being successful at it, I would say just have a plan and make sure that you just don't let fear cause you not to go for your dreams. You know, that's the, that's the biggest thing I can say, because if you don't, if you don't try, if you don't, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never know. And who cares if you fail? Who cares? You know, there's lots of billionaires out there who have gone bankrupt multiple times. But it's just the point about not giving up and just making sure you have a good plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, buddy. So, all right. So, thanks for those parting words. And, yeah, so look forward, you know, like I said, seeing your growth and continuing, you know, you know your path to wherever you decide to go. Maybe we'll probably see uh, <laughs> four or five of these practices. Hey, that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> In the DFW here. So, I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. And, um, and to everyone out there, so thanks for you listening and taking the time to listen to this podcast. And all right, and hopefully you enjoyed this episode. All right, thanks. This podcast you just heard was with Dr. Cardin Schillen, and I really enjoyed this podcast because some takeaways I got out of the podcast was he really talked about how he didn't let fear overtake his what he really wanted to do how he let fear overtake his goals he talked about you know to see his journey from coming from south africa excuse me going through hurdles uh, that he had to go through you know having trouble with his immigration status him and his parents and then eventually you know 9-11 that hampered things slowed things down to eventually now he be, he's now a citizen and here in the u.s Uh, Talked about his journey, how he came here to Texas. Also talked about how he was, he wanted to be a dentist, but he ended up switching to become a chiropractor based off the recommendations his parents made. And to see that, you know, his, the hurdles he had to go through before he started his business. uh, It was really good, inspiring to see that, to hear from him. Um, you know, and, and I like the fact that he talked about his Christian beliefs, how he, because of his Christian beliefs and him letting God take the forefront, you know, when it came to his business, it let him take his hands where he didn't have so much of a stranglehold on his business. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and him being my first guest. I really do appreciate him, uh, kind of Dr. Dr. Chillin and coming on the podcast and sharing his story. Really do appreciate it. For you taking the time to even listen to this podcast, really do appreciate it. You could be listening to any other podcast, but for you to take your time to listen to the podcast, there were some te- technical difficulties that we did. So you'll notice that there's two parts to the podcast. But other than that, I really hope you found some value, motivation, and inspiration. And I want to do these podcasts where I bring in people in small businesses. And by the way, the name of his, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area um, and you're looking for a good chiropractor, check out 
lifestyles. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Check out Lifestyle Family Chiropractor. Lifestyle Family Chiropractor. Follow him on Instagram at Lifestyle Family Cairo. Once again, follow him on Instagram at Lifestyle Family Cairo. And if you're on Facebook, check his uh, business page out, Lifestyle Family. So, so if you want to get any from any other information, check him out. Follow him on Instagram. See what value he brings. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, or if you ever do come to the Dallas Fort Worth area, so really hope you enjoyed this podcast and you find some value out of it. I'd love to bring bring small business owners here in this locally, and it doesn't have to be locally, but eventually, you know, it could be anywhere. But just to show people that, you know, it's not, you know, you're not hearing about these people who are not the big companies, but you're hearing people at uh, at a not at a big scale, but at small level. But to see even then, still, you know, you can still be inspired to go do something to make you happy. And like you said, being a chiropractor does take a special skill set. I really do, do believe in that. And I really highly recommend him. Again, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, check him out. Also, you can follow us on Thank Gen Wealth on Instagram at Thank Gen Wealth. Email us at thinkgenwealth uh, at gmail.com. Follow us on our Facebook group page, Think Gen Wealth. And what should everybody be thinking? Generational wealth. Mm-hmm.